0: Today I'm reading The Dummy's Guide to Handholding for Buddies by Minxie193. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include Episode 9-6 Heaven Can't Wait Fan Fiction Gap Half-Assed Fix It Canon Divergent Human Castiel Dean Winchester Has a Crush on Castiel Castiel Has a Crush on Dean Winchester Guilt and Forgiveness, Platonic Cuddling, Dream Sex, First Kiss, Fraudage, Fluff and Hurt Comfort, Resolve Sexual Tension, Bisexual Dean Winchester. yeah dummy's guide to handholding for buddies written by minxy 193 read for you by nerdy nerdy's Do? the hunter asked with a smile. Cass didn't have an answer. What was he supposed to say? Back to the gas and sip so I can sleep on the floor? He knew Dean would protest, but even that took a back seat to his embarrassment at the whole situation. Dean misunderstood Cass's hesitation. He inclined his head, trying to catch Castile's eye, which Cass was reluctant to acknowledge. Once Dean had caught his attention, he smiled. You hungry? We get a bite. It's on me. What kind of grub are you into? Ah, yes. That would be nice. I'm not particular about types of food, he murmured. Come on, what's your favorite? The hunter chided, playfully bumping him with his elbow. Cash shrugged. I'm fond of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Dean frowned at that. I'll tell you what, new human. Let's go somewhere we can sit down and order something a little more substantial than a PB&J. Sound good? Cass gave a weak smile and nodded. A warm meal would be nice, he supposed. When they arrived at the restaurant, Dean glanced over at Cass before getting out of the car. Cass tilted his head in curiosity, but Dean gave him a tense smile and got out without a word. Once seated, Dean began making cheerful comments on the menu items. Cass felt a little overwhelmed by all the choices. The hunter helped him settle on a steak with a side salad, baked potato, and green beans. "'It's a lot of rabbit food, but you don't know what you like yet. You could be like Sam. That could be your thing, too,' Dean explained, lip curled in disgust as he folded the menu. He chose steak with no side salad and a double side of mashed potatoes for himself. They talked as they waited for their food to arrive." Or at least, Dean talked. He seemed to be trying to fill the silent spaces with chatter about anything. His topics ranged from Sam to recent cases. The state of the Impala, the most recent episode of Dr. Sexy, M.D. he'd caught. When the food came, the hunter babbled between bites and tried to engage with Cass. All Cass could manage was an occasional weak smile or nod. Finally, Dean fell quiet. After several moments of watching, he spoke. Cass, you don't have to rush. We can stay as long as you need, the hunter said softly as he watched Cass wolf down his food with scarcely a breath between each bite. Cass froze, slowing and chewing carefully. Ah, uh, my apologies. Are you hungry? Dean asked. Cass looked up at him. The hunter looked horrified. Cass shook his head and swallowed. Sorry. I'm not used to needing table manners. No, I'm not especially hungry now. I'm halfway through my meal. Cass glanced at Dean's plate. The hunter had barely eaten. No, I mean, are you getting enough food? Cass gave an awkward shrug. I have regular opportunities to eat at work. I eat on each break. Dean shook his head and sighed. You know what I'm asking and I'm not stupid enough to be fooled by that, damn it. He hissed and rubbed his face in his hands. No, I'm not hungry anymore. I can buy food now. I'm fine. You're not fine. Let's eat. Take your time. I can fix this. He muttered, stabbing his fork into his steak a little too hard. Dean refused to leave until Cass ate everything. He ordered apple pie with ice cream for dessert for both of them and waited for Cass to eat it all. Dean even ordered a to-go meal for Cass to eat the next day. Cass insisted he could buy food now, but Dean wouldn't hear it. Once they got back in the car, Dean turned to him. Why the hell didn't you call me? Why did you tell me? Damn it, Cass! Dean gulped. He wrung his hands back and forth on the steering wheel and looked at him, waiting for an answer. I told you I'm fine, Dean. And I told you I can tell you're not. Cass looked down, studying the light marks and striations on the leather of the seat. Dean sighed and let the tension and anger turn to guilt. Fine, fair enough. I guess I'd give me the silent treatment, too, Dean whispered. Well, where are you staying? We can talk there. You need to get some shut eye. You said you have to work in the morning. Cass hesitated. You can take me back to the gas and sip. Dean shook his head, thinking. You live near the gas and sip? I didn't see any places to stay around there. Cass stayed silent and swallowed. Dean made a choked sound. Cass, no, man, I gave you money. You didn't get a motel or something? He sighed and looked woefully up at Dean. Just take me back there. Dean scoffed and smacked the steering wheel. He turned the car on with a snappish motion. Nope. Cass stared at him for a moment. What do you mean, no? Dean clicked his tongue. You're not sleeping in a dirty old gas station anymore. You're coming with me. Cass protested all the way, but Dean wouldn't hear any of it. Finally, after several sustained minutes of argument, the hunter sighed. Cass, maybe I need this then, okay? Humor me. You can't change my mind. With that, Cass fell silent. He tried to ignore the strange pain in his chest and the turning sensation in his stomach when he looked at Dean. They pulled into a cheap motel and Dean went in to talk to the attendant. Cass leaned his head back on the cool leather seat and spent the time trying to center himself. He tried to stop the thoughts swimming in his head until Dean came back. Dean waved at him as he exited the office, dangling a key. Cass sighed and got out of the car. Okay, bad news. Only one bed. He laughed nervously, urging Cass toward the room. What are the odds? The three other rooms are being fumigated, which I'm not going to try to think about too much. Might not be too much of an upgrade from the gas station after all. You can have the bed. I can sleep on the floor. The hunter shot him an awkward smile and shoved the door open. It stuck in the frame a bit and the stale air that greeted them was hardly inviting. Yet Cass found himself longing for the softness of a bed. The hunter set down his duffel and began rooting around. He set out clean clothes. Grab the first shower, Cass, Dean said, putting clothes into Castiel's hands. Cass wasn't prepared and almost dropped them. Their hands brushed a few times as Dean caught the dangling shirt. He steadied Castiel's grip on the amorphous pile of clothes. He patted Cass's hands once he had a grip on the clothing. Cass walked off to the shower, dazed. He found his thoughts kept zeroing in on how surprisingly warm Dean's hands had been. Cass blushed under the shower head and was thankful he could blame the flush on the blessedly hot water. Cass settled on the bed, flipping idly through a Bible he'd found in the bedside table drawer. Wrong, he muttered occasionally as he encountered errors. After Dean's shower, the hunter plopped onto the edge of the bed. He held up a lumpy sock full of something and then shook it out. A wad of cash, a debit card, a picture of the two of them, and a cassette tape bounced onto the dull beige comforter. I was going to bring you the cash anyway, but I'll send you more soon. Three big stacks. Should help toward a deposit on a place or something and some good grub. Now this. I don't want you to use it a lot if you can help it, because it doesn't match your fake ID, okay? But this is one of the debit cards Charlie rigged up. If you take on a case or you need to get out of town fast or something, you might need a little financial backup. Hold on to it for emergencies. This is just for memories. You know, old times sake. Dean said, tapping the photo. It was the two of them in the bunker, Dean smiling and raising a beer to a confused-looking Castiel. Looking at it made Cass long for those memories. He wished he was useful to the Winchesters again. He wished he could stay with Dean in the bunker. And this, he said, quickly shoving a cassette tape into Castiel's hand. This one's dumb. I made this tape for you. It's just songs I like, some of my favorites. Thought you might like them too. Dean was blushing and looking away. He went to withdraw his hand McCass set his other hand on top swiftly. He looked up at the hunter with pleading, gentle eyes. I don't think it's stupid, not at all. Thank you, Dean. This is all very thoughtful, he said, swallowing hard. He looked away, unable to maintain eye contact for long with the hunter as he once had. Dean kept his hand there for a few moments. Uh, you're welcome, he replied. Cass noticed a blush on his cheeks. Dean went to take his hand away again. Cass gasped, please, and tightened his grip on the hunter. He immediately silenced his thought and released his grip on Dean, and he lowered his gaze. Sorry, he muttered, completely embarrassed. Dean looked at him with a sort of curiosity and warmth and took the tape from him, placing it on the bed. Cass noticed the blush on the hunter's cheeks deepened further. It made his freckles stand out like tiny stars sweeping across his red skin. "'Nah, don't be sorry. I get it,' he whispered as he looked down at their hands and licked his lips. A strange weight lifted off Castiel's shoulders when Dean grabbed his hands and held them tight. He let their hands rest on the mattress between them. "'What's a little hand-holding between buddies, right?' Dean chuckled with an awkward half-shrug. Cass nodded. Right. He sighed with relief. The warmth of Dean's hands and the texture of the hunter's skin against his, it brought him comfort beyond words. You, you have any friends? Dean asked hesitantly. Cass barked out a laugh. The only relationships I have here are with my supervisor, You saw how that went. And my customers. Oh, Dean said sadly. Well, you should make friends, Cass. People need, like, a herd or clan or whatever. We're not meant to be alone. Cass looked blankly at him. That seems like interesting advice for you of all people to give me. Dean chuckled, nodding. Yeah. But I do have some friends, and I have Sammy. Still, you have a point. I mean, how do you think I know? Why do you think I am the way I am? Like I said, I get it. But contact, touching, is important for humans. Sounds dumb, but it's true. Cass nodded with a sad smile. Uh, sometimes it's nice to do like this he said, stroking his thumbs in small circles inside Castiel's palms. Cass nodded and swallowed. His eyes suddenly stung with tears. It felt so nice to be close to another person. The touch was so grounding, so real. Even though he felt hurt and confused by Dean's actions at the bunker, this was so welcome and comforting. He closed his eyes and tried to focus on his breath. They sat like that for a while. Cass just tried to take it in. Just this simple act of holding hands felt so crucial right now, and he was afraid of what would happen if one of them let go. He kept his eyes closed, but it didn't stop one lonely tear from sliding down his face. It's bad, huh? Dean whispered. Cass opened his eyes but couldn't answer. The hunter reached up with one hand and swiped away the tear. I know what we can do if you want. But if you tell anyone, especially Sam, I will kill you, Dean said, giving him a pointed look. Cass tilted his head and scrunched his nose slightly. What? Uh, just take off your shirt. I'll leave mine on if you want. Now Cass was more confused. He hesitated, eyeing Dean dubiously. Nothing weird, Cass, just a little, um, contact. Dean reassured him. Cass pulled the shirt off, looking quizzically at the hunter. Okay, now lay on your side with your back facing me. If you don't like it, we can stop. Cass did, completely unsure of what was going on. Dean laid next to him with his chest to Castiel's back. He snaked a hand around to find Castiel's and lightly held it like that. This okay? Dean asked softly. Castiel could hear him swallow hard and the quiver in his voice. It's okay? He could only nod in response. Because if it isn't... No. Please, please. Was all Cass could say, gripping Dean's hand a bit tighter, silently begging him not to let go. Okay. It's okay. Dean whispered, settling more firmly against him. This was indescribably awkward, or it should have been at any rate. Cass felt guilty for needing this. Needing to touch someone was a completely foreign idea to him. And though he had long craved Dean's touch, this hadn't been what he'd had in mind. Not only that, but a part of him was angry that it would be like this, out of need and pity. He was sure that Dean would never do this if not for that, and it broke his heart just a little more. Despite that ache in his chest, though, there was a desperate need for comfort here. Against his will and better judgment, he clung to it with all he had left in him. When the hunter softly rubbed his thumb in a slow circle where it sat on Cass's arm, Cass couldn't hold it back any longer. He tried to keep silent. He tried not to let his body shake as the tears flooded and spilled over. The rivulets spilled down his cheeks and made the pillow wet beneath his face. It felt so good to be close to someone. To Dean especially. He wasn't sure why something good also felt bad, or why it made him cry. It was just so much. All this, being human, being lonely, experiencing hunger and discomfort and pain. It was so new and so raw. It was frightening to know who you were for millions of years, and then wake up one day without that sure knowledge of self anymore and so he let the tears fall. Cass, Dean said, stilted and with his voice thick. Shit, man. This is all my fault. The hunter paused, but Cass was unable to respond. He was shaking and trying desperately to stifle ugly sobs, but it didn't seem to work. I I didn't want to kick you out. Look, I'm going to tell you something, even though I'm not supposed to. Dean paused, sighing. The breath tickled the hair on Cass's neck. The hunter rubbed firmer, more frantic circles into the skin of Castiel's arm now as he spoke. Look, Sammy was dying. The trials had him fucked up bad. I let an angel in for him, to heal him up. The guy said you had to go or Sam would die. I didn't want you to go. He said not to tell you. Dean paused here. Cass couldn't see him, but he could hear his breathing was shallow and his voice was straining. Just... Sammy doesn't know. He can't know. I'm not supposed to tell anyone. That dick angel will be pissed if he finds out. Ezekiel. He promised, but it's taking forever. I'm worried he's up to something. I thought, you know, it'll be a couple of days and then you could come back. I didn't think he'd still be around. Then I didn't hear from you, so I figured you were pissed and you were doing okay. I never wanted you to leave, Cass. I never wanted you to be alone like this. I'm so sorry. He sniffled. He squeezed Cass a little tighter then. Cass couldn't believe his ears but he couldn't find the strength to stop his tears and respond. The information felt like a great relief, but he couldn't stop the tears enough to speak. Instead, he put his hand over the one Dean had resting on his arm and squeezed gently. That's all he could do right now. Cass was passively amazed and appalled. That crying hurt. He thought all that time that humans cried to release pain, but it hurt. His eyes stung and he couldn't breathe. His lungs burned and his head throbbed. It took him quite a while to realize that Dean was crying, too. The hunter moved his arm from resting on Cass's arm. That caused momentary panic, which Dean had to shush away through his own tears before wrapping both his arms tight around Cass. "'I'm so sorry, Cass,' he began whispering periodically. The solid comfort... The warmth of the reassuring contact made Cass break into full sobs. However incoherent it seemed, it was like this was permission to admit that he was not well, he was not happy, and he needed this. You deserve better than this. I'm so sorry. Dean was saying, although Cass was barely aware. Still, somewhere in his mind, he acknowledged the words. The realization that Dean hadn't wanted him to leave set in. That felt like a healing mantra. He didn't want me to leave. He didn't want to turn me out. He didn't want me to leave. He thought on a loop. It was a repetition of jubilant words. Dean didn't hate him. He didn't turn him away for being useless. None of those awful things Cass had thought this whole time were true. The hunter buried his face into the bare skin of Castiel's shoulder. He could feel the hot, wet tears on Dean's face pressed against his skin. Cass wasn't sure how much time had passed, how long they stayed like that. It felt like a long time before his breathing slowed and the aching burn in his chest released. Finally, the sobbing stopped. It was just the sting of occasional tears that slowly dripped down his face now. There was such a comfort in the solid warmth of the hunter's body pressed against his own and the strong arms holding on. Cass wondered how he was supposed to go back to sleeping alone. I, Dean, he said, clearing his throat. I'm not angry. I was sad, but you were trying to save Sam. Of course, that would take precedence. Dean shook his head, which was still resting on Cass's shoulder. I should have told you. Should have never made you leave, he muttered weakly. No, it's all right. I understand better now. I'd like to talk to you about it more when we wake up. I don't... I don't feel up to that now. Cass whispered back. He didn't feel up to anything. But... Dean... hmm, May we switch? I would like to, uh, offer you comfort now. I am feeling much better but you seem like you need contact now. There was hesitation. Cass thought he was going to reject the notion as the pause drew out longer and longer. Then there was a slight, slow nod, and he felt the skin and scruff of Dean's cheek drag against his shoulder. Really, though, don't tell Sammy. Cass felt a curious, painful tug on his heartstrings at that, but he nodded. Dean slowly released his grip and let out a sniffling sound as he turned over. Cass followed suit and mimicked the way the hunter had held him, sliding both his arms around Dean tight. As he let his head fall forward and rest on the hunter's shoulder, he couldn't help but notice how nice Dean smelled. Warm and welcoming, like sunlight and leather and something deep and earthy. I think this is as nice as receiving contact, Cass whispered after a few moments. He was shaking and he didn't know why. Can be, Dean answered softly with a nod. Depends on who the other person is. Cass nodded slightly and let his eyes fall closed. He was worried his arm would fall asleep. That was possibly one of the worst sensations ever. He hated it, and he had been terrified the first time it had happened. But he didn't want to let go of Dean. It's all right now. Thank you, he whispered. "'Thank you? Are you fucking nuts? What for?' Dean said, so surprised that he sputtered out bitter laughter. "'Kicking you out? Hiding shit from you? Making you hungry and homeless? Yeah, you're super welcome.' He was gesturing wildly with his hands, stirred up and angry. Cass knew it was only at himself, though. Cass sighed and stroked Dean with soothing touches along his arms. No, don't be ridiculous. For the comfort. Cass felt Dean relax slightly in his arms. You don't gotta thank me for that, Cass, he said softly. You needed it. Now I need it. People, they just need, you know, comfort, contact, hugs and shit. Cass shrugged. Thank you, anyway. Stubborn little shit. "'Dean scoffed. Cass smiled softly. "'He felt more relaxed than he had in so long. "'He tentatively tried to find Dean's hand in a sloppy searching motion. "'His chest was filled with warmth when the hunter lazily grasped his hand. "'He intertwined their fingers. "'That action felt so precious and intimate to Cass that he had to stifle a gasp. "'He was certain the gesture meant nothing to Dean.' As he'd said earlier, the hunter was just as desperate for human contact, and that made him very tactile. This had been Dean's idea, hand holding between buddies, as he'd said. Still, the gesture felt so welcome. Cass smiled and squeezed a little tighter before falling into the most restful sleep he'd ever had since he'd become human. Can't you
1: feel it in your heart a new thing taken
0: This was so nice. He could see why humans were so preoccupied with pleasures of the flesh. Ever since April, he'd had a better understanding. But this, with Dean, sublime. Different. Better. Sensation blossomed, hot and perfect along the length of his, Okay, Cass, buddy, you gotta wake up. There was an urgency in his voice. That didn't fit in with the rest of the situation at all. More bizarre, Dean's mouth didn't move as he said it. I am awake, Dean. There was an awkward chuckle. No, you're not. Man, you're dreaming. You really need to wake up. Cass opened his eyes groggily. He was surprised to be in a motel room and more shocked still to find that he had one arm around Dean as he laid face down on the mattress. Memories and reality hit him. The meaning behind the saying, like a ton of bricks, seemed very clear to him now. Horror and shame filled him. He released his tight, one-armed grip on the hunter, and he scrambled backward in a flurry of motion that sent him sailing over the edge of the bed. His head smacked into the nightstand, and his body thumped to the floor. He hissed as he rubbed his head and tried to quietly untangle himself from the sheets and comforter. A moment passed and Dean's head appeared over the edge of the bed as he curiously peered down with a sympathetic look. You good? No. Dean blinked at him and frowned. Care to elaborate on that? Cass sighed and rubbed his face in his hands, unable to meet Dean's eye. I violated you. Dean laughed. No, no, you didn't. You had a dream. You stopped as soon as you realized what was going on. You didn't do anything wrong. Plus, you were humping the mattress, not me. I just couldn't get away from you. You're still strong, did you know that? Maybe not angel strong, but strong. Cass let his hands fall to uncover his eyes. He looked at Dean. I still, I, Dean, I'm sorry. He was concerned that he was going to cry again but he must have dried up his supply of tears already, he thought. Dude, stop. We had a moment or whatever last night. I was supposed to sleep on the floor and I didn't. I'm as wrong in this as you are. It's completely different. I wanted you to sleep in the bed, Cass protested. Yeah, exactly. Dean's eyes went a little wider and he blushed as he said it, but he seemed to shake it off. Exactly. He repeated more deliberately, giving Cass a serious look. Cass tilted his head. What? There seemed like there was a lot of information in that strange little sentence. Dean scoffed and sat up, scooting to the edge and offering his hands to Cass. Just get back up here. You look dumb laying on the ground all tangled up like that. Can't take you seriously. Hesitantly, Cass took his hands and let Dean haul him up onto the bed. They sat next to one another. You didn't violate anything, got it? You had a dream. You're not used to him. You're really not used to having a warm body next to you while you dream. I only woke you up because I didn't think you'd be happy if, you know, you finished your dream to see me there. It's a personal thing. There were a couple of things to understand there. Cass's foggy mind reeled. You felt that allowing me to continue... You would violate my privacy? He asked incredulously. Dean shrugged and nodded. It hadn't escaped Castiel's notice that Dean had not released his hands after pulling him back up onto the bed. The contact was pacifying and led him back to reality, to stability. The warm, slightly rough skin of Dean's hands was so soothing. Focusing on that helped him breathe a little easier, and he felt his heart rate begin to slow. And you wanted... His mouth wouldn't spit out the rest of the sentence in his mind. His voice felt thick and stuck in his throat. Dean closed his eyes and swallowed hard, and he nodded. Cass noticed the hunter's breath was unsteady, and so was his own. Castiel spoke all the world's languages, past and present. He even spoke languages not of this world. Yet, at this moment, he couldn't think of a word in any language— that summed up the storm of emotions that he felt bubbling up inside him. Dean, please, I... I need to understand exactly what you're trying to say. He could see why the strength of emotions rendered humans speechless at times. He wished he could say what he needed to say, but he felt incapable of saying them. Dean cleared his throat and his eyes were uncharacteristically vulnerable. Yeah, I... I'm into you his voice was straining and nervous but he gave a slight shy grin that seemed very promising and yet there was still room for doubt Cass must have looked as dissatisfied as he felt because dean rolled his eyes all right all right yes i want to have sexual contact with you lots of it i have for years is that good enough damn it He said, disgruntled, flustered, and his face bright red. Cass was sure he should be saying or doing something. But nothing seemed to come to mind. He stared at Dean with his eyes wide and full of disbelief. He had come here heartbroken and desperate. Now he was elated, but dubious. Last night, he was happy that Dean didn't hate him. It seemed like too much to believe he also wanted Cass. Okay, way to leave a guy hanging. Should I get a piece of paper like in middle school and ask you if you like Like Me Too so you can circle yes, no, or maybe? Dean laughed nervously. He looked as scared as Castiel felt. Dean truly did want him too. Cass felt butterflies in his stomach at the thought. Cass cleared his throat, trying to unstick the words. I I don't know what that means. I would like more contact, including sexual contact, with you as well. I have wanted that with you for some time. Dean's face was going through a Rolodex of expressions. How come you never told me, Cass? He scoffed. I could ask you the same. Okay, point taken. I never said anything because you you're an angel. I didn't think angels cared about people like that. They don't. I'm different. Well, I was different. I didn't tell you because I didn't think you would approve of my male vessel. Are you kidding me? I thought you were hot the first time I fucking saw you. I'm not picky about that. Cass quirked his head. You aren't? I thought you only felt attraction for females. Dean shook his head, blushing. No. Just a little quieter about the fellas is all. Oh. "'But wait. You said you were attracted to me the first time we met. "'You shot and stabbed me the first time we met.' Cass protested. Dean shrugged. "'Still thought you looked good. "'Oh. Well, you look good as well.' "'They sat awkwardly for a moment. "'It's two in the morning,' Dean said hesitantly. "'You want to sleep?' Cass paused for a moment. "'I don't think I can.' Me either, Dean said breathlessly. I feel like a teenager. I'm all wired. What now? Cass sighed. I don't know. You're the more experienced human. What you normally do. Dean blushed again. Um, I think that's up to you. I just said I don't know. Cass huffed. Then maybe we don't do anything. Cass sighed and flung himself back on the bed. "'Ow,' he muttered, rubbing his head. "'Still hurts? Let me see,' Dean said, moving to sit closer to Cass. He carefully felt Cass's scalp with the pads of his fingers. Even though the spot was tender, Dean's touch felt nice. "'Not too bad. You'll live,' he said with a smile. He checked a few more things. He made Cass sit up and follow his finger with his eyes and shine a light in them, which Cass didn't care for at all. "'Yep, nothing terrible,' Dean stood up and rummaged around in the duffel bag and gave Cass two pills, then got a glass of water and brought it to him. Human lesson number one, never take medication or pills from a stranger. These are ibuprofen, basic painkillers. They last six hours, okay? No more medicine before then. Okay, knock back. Cass stared at the little tan pills in his hand curiously. Put them in your mouth and then swallow em with the water, Dean instructed. Cass stuck his tongue out and placed the pills on it one at a time. Instantly, the bitter taste made him screw his face up, which made Dean laugh. He swallowed them down and finished off the water. Disgusting. Medicine isn't supposed to taste good, but these are coated. Well, the coating is ineffective. I, um, uh, you know, there is something else people do to make the aches and pains go away, Dean said with a cocky grin. Cass looked up curiously at Dean, who sat next to him. They kiss it better. Oh. Oh. Dean agreed, nodding. Yes, it's still aching. It requires a kiss, he said eagerly, leaning closer. He tried not to show his disappointment when Dean tenderly cupped his face and simply pressed his lips to Castiel's hair near the bump. Did it work? Dean asked after releasing him with a stupid grin. Ah, no. Damn, he chuckled. Cass was unsure what was so amusing about this to Dean. Perhaps you misunderstood. Perhaps I should kiss you and that would work. Dean chuckled again and nodded. I mean, I would like that, but... Cass surged forward at the affirmative and grasped Dean's face desperately. He cut off the remainder of the sentence with his mouth. He pressed his lips to Dean's a little harder than he'd meant to and when the hunter's mouth opened beneath his lips, he let his body tell him what to do. Letting instinct rule was unfamiliar and a little frightening to him. He'd found that the concern faded quickly as his tongue explored the delightful warmth of Dean's mouth. He took in his sweet taste with an unflagging enthusiasm until they were both breathless. He mourned the parting as they pulled away. Wow, Dean said, mouth agape. He blinked foolishly a few times and then began to grin. Yes, that was effective. I'm not concerned about my head at all, Cass said with enthusiasm. Huh. That's not the kind of kiss it means, though, Cass. It's just supposed to be a little kiss. Oh. Yeah, oh. Where'd you learn to tongue wrestle like that anyway? The pizza man. And Megan April, he said with a grimace. That soured Dean's expression, too, but he didn't speak. Oh, my head aches. Perhaps we should try again, Cass said tentatively. Cass, you're a big fucking liar, Dean laughed. If you want a kiss, you can have one. We're going to figure this shit out with Sam and Zeke and get you back home, and you can have all the kisses you want. You're good at that, you know, considering you haven't done it m- You talk so much. Shh. Cass said and closed his mouth over Dean's in another kiss, softer and slower. Dean was marginally less shocked this time and began to return the kiss with a smile on his lips. The movement felt like ecstasy in tangible form. This was a contact Cass hoped to repeat often. He felt every inch of his skin tingle and respond at every point of contact between him and Dean. He reveled in the warmth of Dean's mouth and the textures of his soft lips, nipping teeth, and velvet-smooth tongue. Beautiful, he thought. He wasn't sure if he meant Dean was beautiful, or the sensation, or the union of the kiss itself. Maybe none of that. Maybe all of that. The kissing was good, but his skin ached for more. He became aware of himself again with great effort, and his hands began exploring. The shirt, though. Dean was still wearing his, and it was an impediment. He shoved his hands under it, pushing it up as he huffed a frustrated breath out of his nose. It made Dean chuckle softly into the kiss. The vibrations tickled Castile's lips. Beautiful, he thought again, and this time he didn't let his mind wander about what he meant. Dean's hands felt warm and steady and so deeply comforting as they stroked his back. They stroked up, down, small circles with the pads of his fingers. Up, down, more slowly that time. Up, achingly slow. Down, then up again. A tight squeeze on his shoulder. One hand moved to cradle the back of his neck. Dean broke away and placed a swift kiss beneath his ear before Cass could complain. The former angel felt truly lost then, and he hoped to never find his way back. A sound he didn't mean to make rumbled from deep in his chest. He heard Dean's breath hitch as he placed more eager, hungry kisses all down Castiel's neck to his collarbone. Cass, Dean said, and the breath of the word against his skin burned him. Cass wanted to hear that again, feel that hot, desperate breath again. We should slow down, Dean murmured. That snapped Cass out of his passionate haze immediately. Why? Cass didn't agree. Not at all. But he didn't want to proceed if something was wrong with Dean. The hunter placed his hands on either side of Cass's face. Cass nuzzled into the contact even as he frowned at Dean. You're a new human and I... Kissing is one thing, but I don't want to take advantage of you. He said with a guilty, sad look. I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing. I want to. Cass purred. But, uh, Dean protested. I don't want you to think that's all I want from you is what I'm trying to say. Cass stopped and looked at Dean flatly. Dean, do you only want sexual contact from me? His tone was deadpan. Um, no, of course that's not all I want. Dean said, fidgeting a bit. Good, as I suspected. That's not all I want from you, either. Now that we've established that, continue, he demanded. Dean held his hands up in a gesture to slow down. Cass sighed, but respected it. Dean's hang-ups were not based in fact. Look, I'm not that into big heart-to-heart crap, but we should do that now, like a Band-Aid. Rip it off, get it out of the way. Cass sighed in frustration, but he nodded. "'Fine. Hold my hands as you do so. I find your hands are comforting and ease my mind. Your touch makes the talking easier.' Dean smiled and took Castiel's hands as requested. The smile faltered and his face became woeful when he looked back up at Cass, however. He noticed the hunter's eyes were brimming with tears. "'I feel so shitty kicking you out, okay?' I don't want you to think you got to put out or be with me to come back home to the bunker. I need you to understand that I'm so fucking sorry, Cass. And I need you to know that you could come back even if we never kiss or hold hands or or anything again. I'm going to make it up to you even if you, you know, you don't want to be with me. I'm not like that. I'm not one of those guys. Dean asserted, shaking his head. Cass sighed with utter exasperation and squirmed uncomfortably. Don't be stupid. I've wanted nothing more than to be with you for some time. I know you'll make things right between us. About the rest of what is happening, I know you'll figure it out. And I will help you do so. I know I'm not obligated to be with you. I want this. I want you. Do you want me? He felt shy and uncertain now as he looked back at the hunter. Dean swallowed and blinked before a sigh of relief escaped him. Yeah, more than anything, Dean said breathlessly. Then resume kissing me, you stupid man. There's nothing more to say. Hey, Dean said, scowling. If you want me to kiss you, you could work on your sweet-talking skills. Cash shrugged but didn't say anything else. Dean still cracked. He leaned in with a soft smile and let his lips sweetly press into Cass's. They were panting and breathless in no time. Cass resumed mapping out every inch of skin the hunter had exposed. Then he let his hand slide under his shirt once more and wander. He found that Dean made lovely, eager little sounds into the kisses if he let his fingers wander over his dusky nipples. Dean pulled away and impatiently yanked his shirt off, throwing it to the ground. Good, Cass said, surprised by the deep rumble of his own voice. Cass gripped Dean by the shoulders and slung a leg across his lap, sliding up to straddle him. Oh, hell yeah, Dean gasped in surprise with a roguish smile. Before anything else, Cass just pressed himself close to Dean, skin to skin, holding a hand over Dean's sternum. He felt the comforting heartbeat below his hand for a moment. You okay? Dean asked. Yes, I just like this. My heart? Cass nodded and grabbed Dean's hand to place it over his own heart. I find it soothing to count along to my heartbeat at times. It was too loud at first, but I came to like it. Yours seems much faster. Dean chuckled. Count yours and see if it's faster than usual, too. Cass looked at him curiously, but he did. "'Oh, yes, it is,' he noted after several moments with a nod. "'I guess we're both turned on, then,' Dean said in a low rumble that sent shivers down his spine. "'Turned on. "'Um, aroused.' There was that rumbling tone again. "'Oh, yes, I am quite aroused. I thought you could tell. Can you not feel my erection?' I can feel yours. Cass inquired casually. Their soft sleep pants and thin boxers were leaving very little question. Cass thought Dean was being deliberately obtuse, perhaps, or maybe he was so tired he missed the obvious. Dean's eyes went wide and blushed. Uh, Yeah, I can feel it. I was just, um, I was joking. Cass tilted his head. Why are you embarrassed? I thought it was the goal of connecting with one another in this way. I'm not. Uh, Well, it's just weird to ask so directly. Why shouldn't I? You can? Dean sputtered. That's fine, I'm just not used to it. I don't want to embarrass you. I want to please you. Cass said, suddenly unsure. It's fine, Cass. Relax, it's okay. I'll get used to it. Dean sued with soft kisses. Cass gave him a dubious look, but as the words stopped, the tension grew once more. Cass let his hands begin to wander and stroke all over Dean, and he leaned into each touch he gave him as well. He experimentally dragged his lips in a line from the hollow between Dean's ear and jaw to a space just above his clavicle. The hunter let out an appreciative sound. He surprised Cass as he suddenly laid back and yanked Cass down on top of him. "'Horizontal seems better,' he explained with a grin at Castiel's surprised look. Cass nodded slowly and squirmed to get more comfortable. "'Ah,' he moaned. The involuntary response made his eyes shoot open wide. He hadn't meant to create such delicious friction like that. Now heat curled low in his belly and his cock twitched at the accidental contact through their clothes.' Hearing Dean's breath come quicker did nothing to alleviate the building tension inside of him. Their eyes locked on each other. Maybe I made you horizontal too fast, Dean blurted. Sorry, we can sit back up if you want. I don't want to, no, do you? Uh, no, I really don't. He chuckled. Then shut up, Cass advised, and he began kissing the hunter once more. As he pulled away, more breathless than before, he asked, May I do that again? Kissing or humping? Either way, dude, yes. Cass dragged his hips forward and ground against Dean. Another involuntary noise tore through him, and Dean too. You you do that as much as you want, Dean said. Dean, I want to do it a lot, Cass blurted forcefully, which made Dean laugh. You can. I like it too the hunter encouraged, grinding upward against Cass to demonstrate. Yes, Cass exhaled, not sure what was compelling him to say that. He thrust against Dean again. He was proud that he drew a beautiful sound out of the hunter, so he ground against him again and again, slipping into an accidental but easy rhythm. He let his head fall forward against Dean as their bodies rocked into each other. But soon he stopped, More skin, please. Sentences were hard. Yeah, was Dean's breathless response. Cass eased up and they quickly shimmied out of the rest of their clothes, tossing them onto the floor. Cass wasted no time getting back on top of Dean, pouncing on him so eagerly that it stole the hunter's breath for a moment. Cass felt less and less that he knew what his body was doing, but more and more certain that he wanted to let it do it. Angels had no bodily instincts of their own to speak of. It often unsettled Cass when his body had urges or seemed to attempt to compel an action that did not match what was in his mind. But this was easy. His mind was mostly quiet, and everything was pleasure and passion and warm. No, wait, not warm. Hot. They rutted wildly for a few moments before finding a blissful rolling rhythm. More sounds poured from them each one of them sending tingling sensations down Castiel's spine. When Dean called his name, Cass felt his body lock up and the rhythm faltered. The tension coiled inside him and he wanted, needed. That's it, Cass, yeah, come all over me. Dean growled, pressing hot, hard hands and fingers deep into his back. Cass gasped and moaned. Their rhythm picked up, hips rolling together in tandem. Dean, Cass gasped out, the tension burning and taut inside him, and then Castiel's mind went blank, his eyes squeezed shut, he felt the tension deep in him suddenly release, and with that release came ecstasy, yes, 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 Dean, he heard himself gasping over and over as his cock jerked and he spilled his release between them, more with each grinding thrust. He thought he could never feel a greater physical pleasure than that. But he felt waves of it begin tearing through him anew when Dean moved against him in three more strong thrusts, and he came too. The hunter's hot semen splashed onto him, and the sound the hunter made. Cass hoped to hear that again many times. It was beautiful. Another weak thrust from the spent hunter brought Cass's attention back to the warm cum pooled between them. He thought it was gross and messy with April, although he was happy enough at the time. Still, given that knowledge, he hadn't expected to enjoy the feeling of twice the amount of ejaculate between him and Dean, but he definitely did. He wasn't sure if he'd ever breathe normally again. He was gasping for air, and so was Dean. But soon, his breath came easy and his heart settled down. He lay there, boneless, euphoric on top of the hunter, counting his heartbeat as it slowed and listening to Dean's breathing. The hunter stroked his back in soft, lazy motions. This was much nicer than with April. He wasn't sure how much time had passed, but he felt secure and anchored to the world as Dean held him and pressed sweet, soft kisses into a sweat-damp skin. "'You okay, Cass?' the hunter finally asked. "'Yes, so very okay. "'How are you feeling?' Awesome, Dean mumbled with a smile. He shifted below Cass. Let's hit the shower, then figure out what to do about this mess with Zeke so we can get Sammy fixed and get you home. I would like that. Cass didn't move. You, uh, kind of have to get up if we're going to do that. "Mm, Yes, any moment now, I'm sure I'll do so, Cass said lazily. Dean laughed. Get off me, you're heavy. He shoved Cass up gently, but the former angel flopped back down on top of the hunter. I'm a normal weight. You can handle it, I'm confident. Get off, you nerdy little dude. Mmm, soon. Castiel smiled against Dean's neck. I will fucking launch you off the bed again if you don't get up. He could hear the smile in Dean's voice, though. He thought about protesting it a bit more, but ultimately he stood up, freeing the hunter. Cass instantly reached a hand out to help him up. Dean frowned at the mess but smiled when Castiel's fingers threaded between his own as they went to shower. Cass planned to keep holding on until Dean made him stop. Dean never wanted him to let go. The End Thank you so much for listening.